summertime is coming up. Summertime, summertime, sun, sun, summertime. Summertime is coming up, and that means what we eat is going to have to change a little bit or a lot, depending on where you live. And to learn more, Chef Val and I are hosting another healthy seasonal cooking webinar. This time, all about summer foods, summer cooking styles, and it's going to be happening June 18th. That's a Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to macrovel.com to register. We'd love to see you there. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Macro Magic with Michelle. I'm your host, Michelle Williams. I'm also known as the Freedom Fairy on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all over the internet you can find me. Today, I really don't know what to call this episode. It's a it's a hodgepodge. A hodgepodge rampage about nuance. That's the best I can come come up with at this time. I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that we're we just came out of a full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio. <laughs> and I have Scorpio in my third house that includes my Lilith and what else do Pluto. Pluto is a generational planet, meaning that it takes so long to transit that it it spans a generation. So you can look it up from this year to this year. I don't know how long it is, like 14 years maybe, maybe longer than that. Um, all those babies born... In that, in those years, we're, we all have the same Pluto, um, a slightly different. Some people might have it retrograde. Some people, you know, different degrees, making different aspects in different houses. But we all have Pluto in Scorpio, which means we're here to burn shit down and to rebuild it. So. <laughs> If you don't like what I have to say, that is totally fine. As as um, they say on the H3 podcast, which I, I'm not a fan of that podcast whatsoever, but they say with a love and, what do they say? With a love and light, and they say whatever, but I'm serious. With a love and light, you can click out of this podcast. With love and light, you can unfollow. With love and light, you know, go on your own journey. And that is ultimately my message. Despite whatever other nuances, whatever other opinions I have. So last night, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe at that exact moment, the full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio was making such a precise aspect with my chart. And I just went off. And I just went off. I just went off on my on my Instagram in my stories. I didn't plan on it. I did not plan on it. I just 
started talking and I wouldn't stop talking. And today I'm like, I need to talk more. So listen. Kind of one of the biggest things that I was talking about yesterday and that I want to talk about today, it's it's really hard to, it's really hard to say everything is okay, like meaning you can think this, you can think that, you know, you can have a totally separate opinion than me, totally conflicting, you can think I'm wrong, whatever, whatever, it's totally okay that people have different opinions and that they're conflicting and that they don't agree. But at the same time, it's really hard to be in a position where you're trying to be a leader and all what you're saying is, it's okay, everything's okay. Is that really, is that really being a leader? As much as I believe that's true, that everything's okay, you know, that everyone's entitled to live their own life. And like I said, that's ultimately my message. But at the same time, there are things that I have opinions about. There are things that I feel like people are unaware about. There are things that conflict with the the mainstream opinion of things so am I always supposed to say everything's fine it's okay do whatever you want am I supposed to say that all the time I don't think I am example the whole thing about medication the whole thing about medication um Listen to my podcast episode called Psychiatry Brainwashes Vulnerable People. And in that podcast, I had come to the realization all the times that people ask me that question. Well, don't you think some people need medication? Well, you know, basically, with so many things that I make pointed points about with all the topics that I have a distinguished opinion about people ask me these questions on the other side almost almost like they're trying to get me to admit that their way is superior that their way is the standard so like I said that example about medication you know I was talking to (laughs) I was talking to my boyfriend last night because I was telling him because honestly he (laughs) my boyfriend's very private and of course he has his own opinions but he's very private he's you know he's not out there like I'm out there talking and (laughs) um sharing things and you know And we agree on pretty, I mean, almost everything, but, you know, we still have differences. 
Um, but he was telling me like, cause I was getting, I was getting ready to post something that was, <laughs> that was a, uh, I had a, listen, if you, if you had watched my stories on that day, what is, what was yesterday? Sunday, Sunday, um, May 16th. That was yesterday, right? If you were on my stories and you saw this, you know, I covered many topics in my rampage, (laughs) which maybe I might touch on them again today. Um, And they included V-word mandates. They included organized religion. They included this whole breast milk thing, crisis. They included... um, reproductive rights for women. They included medication. They included substance abuse. They, it included cancer. It included so many things. And so I was getting ready. That was in my stories. And then I started posting on my feed because I was like, oh my God, I just, I just have so much to say. So I started posting on my feed, my main feed, you know, pictures of myself. And at first I just put like one word, one sentence captions. And then I got to this post where I was going to include two issues that I did not cover in my um, stories. And they're controversial. And I was going to be very blatant about my opinion. And I was, okay, and I, you know, Tom just happened to walk in the room and I told him, oh my gosh, Tom, I'm, I'm on one tonight. Or, you know, I just told him like, I'm, you know, saying a lot of stuff tonight. And usually Tom's like, you know, he kind of laughs, you know, but so I started reading him my post and, you know, Tom, he kind of talked to me like, you know, not necessarily to to stop me from posting or to stifle me, but just trying to ask me more questions about what it is I'm posting to kind of, I guess, get me to slow my roll, to think about what I'm saying. And, um, and then, so then we were talking for like an hour about, about this and so many things came up and I was like, you know, thinking like, man, I wish I could be recording this right now because this is a great conversation. So that's kind of why I'm sharing this today. But so anyway, so he said, he said, um, yeah, Michelle, well, you know, his whole thing is like, listen, friends, Tom came up, he was, he was alive in the 1960s. You know, he was alive, (laughs) during, you know, during basically the, the beginning of, um, I don't know what you would call it, peace politics or the peace movement. Tom was all about that. I mean, that's why he was in macrobiotics, why he was into it. Um, if you really want to be about peace, look into macrobiotics. Um, peace politics, I don't know what you would call it. I don't know what you would call it. Peace. I don't know what you would call it. Um, 
But anyway, so Tom is all about that. So Tom is telling me, he's like, Michelle, don't you think, like, you know, there's a middle road? And so we're talking about the middle road. And to me, the middle road, I'm just going to use an example, but you can choose any polarizing positions. But I'm just going to use this example. In America, we have our main political parties are Democrats and Republicans. This is a whole thing. This is a whole freaking thing. It's a whole freaking thing. I could probably write a thick-ass book about just that alone. But anyway, so if you just think about it, Democrats and Republicans, that's the two sides. So then what's the middle road? To me, the middle road is not contributing contributing anything new. To me, the middle road in between these two polarizing philosophies or ways of thinking, to me, the middle road is basically taking from both sides, just taking from both sides. That's the middle road. But I kept on trying to make the point that I am not offering the middle road. I'm not offering the middle road. What I'm offering is something completely perpendicular. So if you think about friends that are um, watching the video version of this podcast, if you think about Democrats and Republicans as two parallel lines, okay, and then you put that middle road that combines ideas of both, both sides, and they're all three lines running parallel to each other, okay? What I'm offering is something a, a path that runs perpendicular, that crosses through all three lines. Why? Why? Because I'm offering something new. I'm, I'm encouraging people to look at the bigger picture, to look like... Some, some points that the Democrats make are accurate and valid. And some points that the Republicans make are accurate and valid. Some points that the Democrats make are not complete. And some points that the Republicans make are not complete. So, but the thing is, there's just so much just blind hatred for the other side. Like, it's like, and this can go for anything. It's like once you find out someone is a blank, whatever group of people that you don't agree with or you think are crazy or you've never tried to empathize and put yourself in their position, you've never tried to research that side of it. Why do people think this? this opposing view, why would they think that? If you've never put yourself in that position, you have a blind, um, a blind, unjustified hatred, prejudice against someone who's who thinks completely opposite than you. And then it gives both sides have a superiority complex. And the thing is, it just doesn't make any freaking sense to me. It doesn't make it makes absolutely no sense because it's just it's just a whole thing. I'm not going to get into it too much. But so what I'm saying is look at both sides. 
see where, what, you know, they're both, it's the same mentality, friends, and everyone's going to get mad. Everyone's going to say, oh my God, no. Okay, no. The Republicans are just horrible people. Another side is, oh no, the Democrats are just horrible people. I can't help you then. <laughs> I can't help you then. Okay, I really can't help you if you just want to think that. Just like all the people when I mention, you know, a lot of the times, you know, because of what I post in my content, a lot of people, and in my real life, they just assume I'm vegan because they don't, they don't really ask me any more than they just see, oh, she doesn't eat, you know, um, animal food, so she's vegan. Yeah, I'm not vegan. <laughs> Don't put that label on me. You know, people, people, and this is another thing. This is another thing. Virtue signaling. Virtue signaling. Oh. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Democrat. Virtue signaling. Well, I'm a Republican. I'm a Republican. Virtue signaling. Well, I voted. Virtue signaling. Well, I'm boosted. Virtue signaling. Well, I'm a vegan. Virtue signaling. I love that word. There's a lot of terms. There's a lot of new labels that I'm not a fan of. But I am a fan of virtue signaling. That term. Because so many people do it. And people act like they don't. And people act like they're so humble. And they're not. (laughs) Vegans are on the uh, high on the list of virtue signaling. So freaking high. So people say, I'm proud to be a vegan. Virtue signaling. Virtue signaling. Virtue signaling. You think you're a better person because you don't eat animals? You think you're a better person. You think you have more value than someone who eats meat, who eats dairy, who eats honey. You think you think you're you're you really put yourself on that pedestal. Well, I'm saving the world. Okay, there's a lot of things that that are that you're helping by being vegan, but when you're vegan, that doesn't mean you're inherently a better person, that your life has more value. No. <laughs> Get off your freaking high horse. Get off your freaking high horse. Oh wait, you don't ride horses because you're vegan. I'm okay. Anyway, so where am I going with this? I was talking about virtue signaling. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's just because I was talking about Democrats and Republicans. So what I'm offering, like I keep saying, what I'm offering is to see the whole picture. This side has great points. It also has negative points. This side also has great points, also has negative points. But to say you're in the middle road, you're not offering anything new and you're very passive. And it's fine to be passive. Listen, friends, I would say, I don't know. I don't know. There's a part of me which is very passive, so freaking passive. And I think, you know, sometimes being passive, it is necessary. It's yin and yang. Sometimes you've got to take on that role of just shutting up and just observing and just, you know, sometimes you have to. And sometimes that's the best way. But what I'm offering is something that goes against both, all of that, you know. It's adding something different. And what that difference is. It's not saying, 
I'm going to use a different example now. It's not saying vegans are bad or carnivores are good. It's not saying raw vegans are good and standard American diet eaters are bad. It's saying look at both and not saying the middle road is saying both is okay, which is fine. But what I'm offering is both is okay and it's fine, but you don't have to be all this or all that. You don't have to fit into those rigid guidelines, which that's kind of a, kind of a hot topic in the macrobiotic community, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? I didn't even know. It, it, how many years was, was I macrobiotic? Let me see. Um, like four years. Four years had gone by that I was macrobiotic. And I had no idea that there were some macrobiotic people out there who didn't like George Osawa. There are some people out there who don't agree with Micho Kushi. Those are the main teachers of macrobiotics. And it never, I ne- it never crossed my mind that macrobiotic people today would have a problem with either of those main teachers. And to me, it was kind of like, my mind was kind of like, what? <laughs> like, wait a minute, but you're macrobiotic, but you have a problem with the main teachers of macrobiotics. Okay, so what? It, it doesn't really, I mean, I can understand now where, where those people are coming from and why people might have problems with those teachers, but so what I'm saying is in, in the macrobiotic community today, there's kind of a, an issue, you know, well, that's not real macrobiotics. Well, this is real macrobiotics. Well, <laughs> you know, like when it's kind of interesting, cause it's like, wait a minute, go back to the beginning. Go back to the beginning. What is the whole, what's the whole general macro, big picture, general philosophy of macrobiotics? What is it? It's based off change. It's the fact that one, that nothing is set in stone. So people want to fight about what is true macrobiotics. And honestly, it can, if you think about it, it can, you know, you can have, a, you know, an internal little debate in your mind, which is great. And guess what? Georgia Sala and Michio Kushi would have encouraged you to think about that. Yes, they would have. Because what's the other big picture thing about the macrobiotic philosophy? Non-credo which means I do not believe. And what was George Osawa's school called? <laughs> um, I, took, I took many years of French, but uh, I've been out of practice. But wasn't it called Maison Ignoramus? Ignoramus? I'm not pronouncing it correctly. But basically, like, House of Ignorance, School of 
ignorant people, school of ignorance. Because the whole thing is to be open to asking questions, to be questioned, to be curious and ask why and ask how. Ask freaking questions. So how are modern macrobiotic people going to sit there and say, well, you know, you should just follow it. Well, you should just, like, not ask questions. Well, you should just do it. Like, isn't that actually? That's exactly what this philosophy was against. But yet, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me. It does, I mean, it makes sense to me. But it also, it's, if you want to talk about what's real macrobiotics, you should think about how it started. What's real macrobiotics? The concept of change, the fact that one person's life path, one person's constitution, one person's dream, one person's journey, one person's road to fulfilling their purpose, it's different than others. So they're gonna make they're gonna have to make different decisions. They're gonna have to ask different questions. Oh my god, I'm getting so hot right now. <laughs> it's getting heated in here. It's getting heated. Um, so that brings me back to my rampages that I went on last night. You know, it's, it's, it's so... The other thing too is like, when you're in the middle road, like I said, you're just basically saying both sides are great, both sides are fine. And once again, both sides are great and both sides are fine, but also both sides are wrong and both sides are thinking they're better than the other and it's not true, it's an illusion. Both sides are delusional. Whether you think, another example I'm gonna use, whether you think you, some people need medication or whether you think medication is poison. Where was it? What was I saying? That both sides are right and both sides are wrong. That's what I was saying, right? And both sides are fine. Yeah, so that it's true. Whether you think, you know, medications have set a time and a place and whether you think medications shouldn't exist. Um, both sides are accurate. It's up to you. This is where we can't be shaming people for their beliefs. We can't be shaming people for what they choose to do. What good does that do? When has that ever worked? Use a different example. Whether you think people who are a part of the LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus community, whether you think they're wrong or they're sick or they're bad or whether you're an ally or you are one of those people, you are entitled to your own opinion, but that doesn't mean that 
because of your opinion, laws need to be made to punish them or to try to keep them in line or to take away their rights or to limit their ability to live on planet Earth in this society, so-called civilized society. How is that civil? How is that civil when groups of people are being oppressed? How is that civil? How? So how is it civil? How is it okay? Why is it okay that mandates are made? Well, you have to get this V word. Otherwise, you're going to lose your job. And it's not just this industry and that industry. It's all freaking industries, friends. And I am I'm privileged to be in the position where I don't have to work in one of those industries. I left on my own accord before the pandemic. And just the way that it is, my energy is not suited to being a part of any system, any organized system. It, it was just, I was just not meant to be a part of that. So I, my whole life had to work around and figure out my own way. So I'm in the position where I have that ability to provide for myself and to live in this society. But so many other people don't, don't, they don't have much practice with that. They have fear surrounding that. They don't have the tools. They don't have the guidance. They don't have the support to remove themselves from the system and do something different. And I'm not here to say that, you know, some people just can't do it. I'm not here to say that. Honestly, I feel like whatever you want to do in this world, you can do it. So if you feel like, man, I have no choice. I have to get the V word. I don't want to, but it's like, what else am I going to do? I know there's so, so much in the way, but if you really wanted to escape from that and do something else and basically work for yourself and Who's going to put a mandate on you when you work for yourself? You know? Um, but I know that there's so many people that it's more difficult. If, you're, if you have a family to provide for, if you're the sole provider, if you're a single parent, if you have no time, if you feel like you have no support, it's so much harder. And to say like, to coerce someone into doing something that they don't want to do or they're unsure of? Like, tell me, what happened to this whole conversation about consent in the Me Too movement? What happened to that? What happened to that? All of a sudden, it doesn't apply? What? Okay, let me, let me, let's go back to, let's go back to our college days, okay? And this is a whole thing. This is a whole freaking thing. In college, what was pretty much every class talking about? Every class we took in college, what was every class, what were the topics we were talking about in every freaking class? We were talking about racism. We were talking about injustice, inequality, sexism. 
classism. Remember that? Remember that. Remember that. Every freaking class, we were always asked to look where is the injustice. Look where is the racism, the sexism, all that stuff. Look where is it in this book, in this essay, in this article. Where is it? And we would talk about it. And we would talk about it. And we had to research it. And we had to write essays on it. And we talked about symbolism. Every, I remember in college, every freaking thing was a phallic symbol. Why? I don't really know. I really think, I mean, it's a whole thing. It's a whole freaking thing. I really think that as much as higher education pushes us to think differently and to ask questions and to learn more and to have, you know, a bigger well-rounded view of the world, I also think that in college, we're also being indoctrinated. I also think that because I, I kind of noticed that pattern after a couple years. I'm like, why every class doesn't, it's not even with the same professor. It's not even in the same subject, but every class we're talking about racism, every single class we're talking about sexism. And to me, I was thinking like, talking about sexism a lot we're talking about racism a lot and I'm thinking like sometimes are we just trying to make something out of nothing sometimes are they just what is this oh my god example example you guys heard my podcast episode about um point shoes modern day foot binding, which, you know, everything I said in that podcast episode, I still stand by it, but something that really, I was like thinking to myself, okay, we're grasping at straws here. This makes no freaking sense. Absolutely none whatsoever. You know what they said in one of my dance, one of my dance classes? I don't know what it was. Dance theory. I took so many freaking dance theory classes. So many dance and social, social issues, dance and whatever. All, however you can talk about dance in the bigger picture of society, we talked about it. So one time in my class, we talked about how the point shoe is a phallic symbol. Why is everything a freaking phallic symbol in college? Why? Is a foot just a foot? I think a foot is just a foot. So we're really trying to say the point she was a phallic symbol because it's shaped like a phallus. <laughs> so that's why we're saying it's a phallic symbol, but wait a minute. Okay. Humans, whether you believe in creation or evolution, I feel I believe in both and it's not a middle way. I feel like it's a, like I said, a perpendicular. It includes both creation and evolution, but it's not just saying this is right and this is right. It's concluding both, but adding something different. So you really think, however, whenever humans were created or whenever we started to, to evolve, you really think 
there was the intention of, from all, way back then, people were thinking about, oh yeah, point, she's going to be a phallic symbol. So we're going to make the foot shaped this way so that one day when they're in point shoes, because then we're going to invent point shoes, then that's going to be a phallic symbol. Like what? Really? Really? That makes no sense. And if you disagree with it, the professor's like, well, you know, you need to think about it harder. How about we just have a different opinion? And isn't that what you're teaching us to do? Have a different opinion? But yet you want to say the point she's a phallic symbol. When a man didn't even create the point shoe, it was a freak. It was on two separate continents. The point shoe was created both times by a woman, both times. But a, the point shoe is a phallic symbol. How? It doesn't. It just makes no sense. It makes no sense. So, what was I saying? Sometimes we're we're making problems out of nothing and it's like for what reason for what reason to point fingers this reminds me of another topic I wanted to talk about which was part of my post that I didn't end up posting and it's about white people and before anyone gets mad because I know there's white people who listen to my podcast listen my last name is Williams I'm half white my dad is white my great-grandma came from Germany. Okay? <laughs> one, of my, one of my lines, one of my lines in my post that I didn't end up posting was, and it's not racist to say white when you are white. <laughs> okay? And it's not, and it's not messed up to call out white people. It's not messed up to call out white people. Especially when you are one. What? Okay. It's really hard. It's really hard to be the middle road. When you have on one side. White people justifying their... Their... I don't even know what you would call it. I feel like you could say racism, but there are so many white people who really believe that they're not racist when they are. So I feel like that's called, it should be called something else because they really believe they're not racist and they really try to justify it by saying, well, example, where I live, there's a lot of gentrification happening. It's been happening for quite a while. And so if you guys don't really know what gentrification means, it basically means a low-income area probably run used to be run by gangs, a lot of crime, a lot of minorities live there. And then gentrification is the process of cleaning it up, so to speak. And how they clean it up you know, they arrest the gang members, they paint over the graffiti, they um, make changes to the city, both like in terms of buildings and also in terms of who runs it and 
biz what type of business is there and what type of people come are coming into the you know into the city and most of the time it is white people coming in and most of the time it is essentially kicking out the minorities displacing them and it is increasing the rent on not just the places where people live but the rent for the businesses for the shops so it's basically a kicking out of minorities and it's and then there's this in between time that almost seems it's like a it's it's not a it's not a war so to speak it's more like a it's a type of it's a, it's a conflict because it's like there's a side that's coming in and there's the side that has that's going to be displaced that their whole sense of their whole sense of community and lifestyle is being becoming unstable and you can make it a race thing because that's pretty much what it is but there's so many more layers to it and so you have the minorities who are being displaced who are having to deal with financial so much more than financial just n- not knowing where you're going to live not knowing how you're going to pay to stay how your whole sense of community is being shattered and then you have you have new people coming in basically white people that that have the money to pay the higher rent and why do they have the why do they have more money to pay the higher rent why ask yourself why because they have white privilege because their ancestors have raped and pillaged the natives of America that have traded slaves that have so many minorities white people have been able to go move through this life with privilege because of their ancestors and because of their blindness to their own racism and lack of compassion so of course naturally there's going to be some animosity between these two groups and it's really not it's really not fair but it's not even just fair it's really not even accurate for a white person to say well you know if the roles were reversed cuz first of all even that statement alone the roles the roles have never been reversed and they will never be reversed why because we're different people that have a different ancestry with different we've been created 
with a different energy. What's that saying that we learned in history class? The sun never sets on the British Empire. Why? Because English people, white people, took over the freaking world. <laughs> That's where we got the, the word colonizer from. The English colonies. And it's not just the English, but it's also the French, the Dutch. Have the Mexicans ever invaded and took over any white person's country? Never. Have the Africans ever invaded and took over the white person's country? Never. Have the Indians, both Native Americans and Indians from India, have they ever invaded a white person's land and taken over? Never. How about China? How about Japan? How about Korea? Have they ever taken over the white man's land? Never. The East, the South and the East What happened in the Civil War? What happened in the Civil War? The South versus the North. Who won the North? It's a whole thing. I probably can't explain it in a podcast. But there's a reason why people are nourished by where they come from. There's a reason why white people are the way that they are. They came from a very harsh place where nothing grows. They had to figure that shit out. They had to be ruthless. Cause it was freaking cold. They had to make a freaking house now. They had to do what it had, they had to do what had to be done to make a house so they wouldn't freeze in the snow. They had to kill and be in a war for hundreds of years. They had to they had to do all that horrible, horrific stuff that is not acceptable anymore, but yet it still is in so many ways. It's still accepted and it still is glorified. But it looks different than, and maybe it doesn't look that different, but white people had to be that way to survive. But the thing is, they don't have to be that way today. But they are, they still have that in them. And for you to think 
And for you to think? Yeah, well, you know, well, you know, if, if the Latinos were invading our, our, our city, you know, if we were to say anything, you know, that we would be called racist. Because you freaking are! By just thinking of that, you are racist. You are. You are. Talking about the illegals. The illegals. Bitch, where were your... What? What? You're the OG illegal. You're the OG. You just got away with it because your ancestors killed everyone. <laughs> what? And if, I'm, and if we're being honest, we're all illegals. As humans, we are illegals. Want to know why? Because we didn't come, we came from the earth, but we also came from heaven. Our spirit was floating around and it came through on planet earth. And we're only here for a short amount of time. So actually we're just visitors. So why are we so entitled? Why are people so entitled? Well, this is my country. This is my land. Well, if it's your land, then why are you depleting it? If it's your land, why do you keep building buildings, making more trash? If it's your land, why are you still eating meat? If it's your land, why are you... And this is a whole other thing. When did... This is a whole other thing. Why I feel like I have to make decisive and controversial statements and I have to because otherwise people think I'm just that passive middle of the road everything's fine bitch everything's not fine I mean everything is fine but it's also not fine that's what I'm saying that's the new part I'm adding in yeah everything's fine yeah take medication sure yeah medication is poison sure yeah everything's fine do it do what you need to do but at the same time it's like What's really going on there? Example, people are talking about eating organ meats. First of all, disgusting. First of all, disgusting. You're really going to tell me you're going to slaughter an animal and rip out its organs? If you're not telling me that you would do that, then why are you freaking eating those organ meats? And also, do you know, there's just a whole other thing. People are like, yeah, you need to eat the organ meats because whatever, certain minerals, certain vitamins, certain energy, which I get. I get it, girl. But do you know that there's also other foods that the earth provides for us that also have those same minerals and have those same vitamins? And the energy that you're talking about, I get it. But also, if you're eating nothing but organ meats, like, you're a cannibal.
Like, what separates you from a cannibal? So, everyone's saying, oh yeah, we're raw milk. First of all, gross. <laughs> First of all, disgusting. First of all, you're really going to sit there and put your mouth on a cow's tit? Because that's what you're doing. Why don't you just do that? Why don't you just get a cow, keep it in your backyard, and just suck on its tit? Because that's what you're doing, raw milk, right? And also, it's still dairy. Do you, or do you not know about dairy? Or do you just want to hang on to your addiction? Because that's what it is. When you eat dairy, you're addicted to dairy. You are. That's why everyone says, I can't be vegan. I'm just addicted to dairy. There's a reason. That's true. It's legitimate. It's science. Look it up. And, and that's coming from someone who does not blindly support science. But that scientific research is out there, and it's in line with ancient wisdom. And I know what people are going to say. Well, you know, my ancestors, my ancestors we ate, um, they ate um, organ meats, and they ate raw milk. Yeah, but did they do it every day? And also, they lived on the land. They worked the land. They hunted their own animals. They took care of their own animals. Are you taking care of that cow that you're sucking the, the raw milk out of? Are you raising those animals that you're, and are you slaughtering them? Are you hunting those animals? Are you cutting them open? Do you have the skills and the knowledge? Do you have the spiritual connection to the animals? Do you? And this is the other thing. People are saying, well, it makes me feel more connected with the animal. Yeah, because you're becoming that animal. And if you grew up eating the standard American diet, you do not need to be eating any more animal food. Period. You don't need that. You can choose to do that, but you don't need it. And that's the thing that people are like, oh, but you need it. <laughs> you don't need it. You do not need it. And this is it's just a whole thing. It's a whole thing. My time is almost up. My um, anchor only allows me to record 60 minutes. So I think I'm going to stop here, but there's just so much to say. There's just so much to say. And it's hard to speak, like I said, on these controversial issues. Because I do see this side and that side. I do see that where that person's coming from, that is right. Where that person's coming from, that is right. But at the same time, you can't be thinking that there's morally something wrong with someone who chooses to take medication. You can't be thinking there's morally something wrong with someone who doesn't believe in vaccines. There's, there's morally nothing is wrong. We're all humans, period. We all came from the spiritual world, period. 
We all deserve compassion and love and kindness. We all deserve to be alive on this earth. We all deserve to make money. We all deserve to follow our dreams. We all deserve to have protection and food and access to healthy, clean air and water. Just because someone believes something different than you does not make them the devil. Does not, does not give you a pass to call them a narcissist or to say that they deserve to die. Vegans, check yourself. Vegans, check yourself. Check yourself, vegans. And I, and, I, and I call out the vegan community a lot because, you know, like I said, virtue signaling. You're suppo- if you're supposed to be holier than thou, then why don't you act like it? Period. Period. That's the end of my podcast. Hey, I wanted to give you a heads up. In 2022... I'm going to be starting a new series on my podcast called Peace Talks. And in this series, I am going to be addressing some difficult situations that you, the listeners, send in. So the whole point of this series is to help people see where they can make peace within difficult situations, difficult relationships, differences of opinion, differences between two people, how instead we can change the energy from being tense to being peaceful and being more loving and more receptive. So if you have a difficult situation in your life where you would like to make more peace between you and somebody else, you and a group of people, because you think differently, because you come from different backgrounds, send in your situations and your questions about how to make it more peaceful to the email address macromagicwithmichelle at gmail.com. And in an upcoming episode, I or my guests and I will be addressing your situation and help you to make more peace. This podcast is made possible in part by the patrons over on patreon.com slash the underscore freedom underscore very where you can also sign up and become a supporter. Video versions of Macro Magic with Michelle podcast are available for you to view on YouTube on my YouTube channel, The Freedom Fairy. You can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at the underscore freedom underscore fairy. You can also join my Facebook group, Sacred Space for Sensitive Women. If you like what I have to share, please rate five stars and subscribe to this podcast. Think differently and live peacefully.